0: Welcome to Voices of the Valleys, a series interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. Here's your host, lead for Western Growers Centers for Innovation and Technology, Dennis Donahue. Good morning. This is Dennis Donahue. I am the uh, director of Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology in Salinas, California, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the uh, launch of our new Voices of the Valleys radio program where we explore what's going on in the world of ag tech. And I'm going to be joined today by uh, Hank Gicklis, who is uh, the Senior Vice President of uh, Science and Technology for Western Growers. And I'll look forward to uh, spending a few minutes with with him. But before I do, I want to uh, thank our sponsor, uh, Novahum, who helps growers grow with heart and soil. And uh, uh Hank, welcome welcome to the program and uh, looking forward to uh spending a few minutes with you.
1: Thank you Dennis. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Well, I'm I've been looking forward to uh to visiting with you because I have uh uh having been an ag guy for uh, a number of decades and a proud member of Western Growers, uh I've always been uh, uh really impressed with the work Western Growers has uh, has done and I think it's a it's a it was a particularly uh, important um, move that Western Growers made a couple years ago to uh, uh, more formally embrace innovation and technology as a uh, strategy to embrace the future in terms of the opportunities and challenges production ag faces um, in California. Could you, could you talk a little bit about how Western Growers uh, came up with the, the idea and, and what led to the creation of the Innovation Center?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, I mean, you mentioned the fact that, you know, there, there are a myriad of challenges facing the industry these days. Um, everything from, you know, renewable resources in short supply uh, to uh, labor challenges to food safety challenges. Um, you know, the list is, is really uh, rather uh, lengthy. And um, Western Growers has been known uh, over the course of its, you know, long history for our advocacy work, our government affairs, our policy work, um, you know, to try to uh, address, you know, some of the uh, particularly maybe regulatory and legislative challenges um, that face the fresh fruit, nut, and uh, vegetable industry and i think um you know obviously uh that is a bread and butter service for us um it's something that we do well and we will continue to do we have to fight those fights um on all fronts um you know a- always going forward um uh, in the best interest of our membership but our board um which is comprised of you know roughly 45 Um, uh, CEOs of major produce companies, um, you know, based in California and Arizona, uh, started talking about four or five years ago about um, the fact that uh, these challenges, you know, are not going to be addressed solely uh, through um, policy, that a lot of these challenges um, were, uh, really going to be um, it was going to be necessary to bring you know innovative thought and innovative technologies forward um to be able to essentially um, you know line our own futures out in the in the industry if you will um, so uh they discussed it at the at the at the board level for you know maybe about a year um uh, before they essentially charged the association with um looking for uh technology solutions uh to some of these challenges uh that could be brought forward um and finding ways to you know speed up uh the pace if you will of the technology development and then, you know, access to industry. You're the point person for a lot of
0: uh, the initiatives that the the board in the industry has worked on for for many, many years around technical, regulatory and food safety issues and and so you're, you you know, you've really got a catbird seat on terms of how the industry is, how it competes and cooperates at the same time. How did uh, a focus on technology and innovation uh, translate in the sense that um, you know technology and innovation are different depending upon the commodity and the company in terms of various needs whereas
1: advocacy is generally you're taking the same position uh, food safety everybody knows what the end game is it it
0: had to be pretty challenging to figure out how do you how do you address disparate needs with a technology and innovation platform. How'd you go about that?
1: Well, I wouldn't say that we have that, you know, um, I wouldn't say that we have that mastered yet, right? I mean, this is a new um, initiative for anybody in the trade association space. Um, I don't know of another trade association that's doing anything remotely like what Western Growers is doing in this space. Um, And we're only, you know, sort of three years or so in our infancy. Um, but there are certain commonalities, you know, between crops, commodities, regions, et cetera. Um, and obviously there's a, you know, there's a dramatic uh, series of commonalities between, you know, some of the concerns. I mean, uh, labor hits everybody. Um, food safety hits everybody. Um, so we are, um, well, the leadership at Western Growers, you know, fundamentally agrees that, um um, they should collaborate, you know, to try to, um, you know, address these challenges. And that may mean, you know, that we have to, you know, do some early uh, successes in a, any given, you know, commodity or any given region. But, you know, the hope is uh, that uh, we, can, we can have those early successes with an eye towards, you know, um, uh, building things and, and, and speeding things that can later scale you know, to all types of commodities and to, you know, broader regionality, if you will.
0: Well, you know, one of the things uh, that I was uh, struck by, and you hit on it early, that, that there was some early thinking that if the group worked together, they could accelerate solutions because, you know, some of these challenges are, uh, you know, for instance, When the group identified the initial challenges, and you mentioned labor, certainly people saw uh, had a sense that labor was going to get increasingly challenged, and then all of a sudden, um, it's as if the bottom fell out, and you know now now a moonshot's required. So, um, what as you've kind of gone through this process, have the the big three changed in terms of uh, food safety, labor, and then at the time we were, you know, still in a drought, not knowing what it would end. Uh, do those remain kind of the three big macros in terms of, of priorities, or do you see them being shipped uh, Do you see those shifting? Uh, are you seeing other other concerns uh, kind of jump into the fray?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we're doing at the center is we're working on you know, everything, um, but but I don't know that the high priorities, you know, the cross-cutting priorities across the industry have changed um, uh, dramatically. It's, it's really sort of similar to uh, uh, an issue survey that we used to do with our membership um, uh, annually. Um, we saw the top three issues or the top four issues, you know, pretty much remain the same uh, year after year. They might move up or down, you know, in relation to whether they were number one or number two or number three kind of thing. But, you know, the, the top priorities I think still remain uh, labor and food safety. And then I I, 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 necess- I probably wouldn't necessarily say water um, uh, as a sole standalone. I, I like to think of the third priority as more precision um, uh, agriculture uh, because, you know, I think we're – fundamentally interested in how we're more, you know, precise with the use of uh, our inputs like water and um, nutrients and uh, energy and all of those things, you know, which there's competition and pressure and, you know, uh, uh, increasing prices around and and environmental concerns with, etc., right? So how do we, you know, how do we... Uh, what what is the technology that allows us to be more precise
0: one of the one of the questions and you know and I know you hear the the same things I do as you uh you know either move around the state or the country is you know there's sometimes a the perception that uh agriculture is uh slow to adopt and i and you know my my take is really uh ag has and, and specialty, particularly specialty crop ag has a terrific history of innovation you know perhaps a lot of that has been on the post-harvest side but you know based on the issues that you know we've been discussing you know there was always a presumption of available and affordable labor and sufficient resources and as that's changed innovation has shifted pretty hard into the production arena which is why I've always felt it's really uh, a great thing and a smart thing that western growers Really is trying to spearhead innovation and uh, um, and you know the introduction of more technology into the, into the game. But having having said that, that we are an industry that has a history of innovation. What what have you observed being particularly challenged around adoption? Uh, you know, I think there's always a perception things will go faster than you think, and then the reality is when you get into the game. You know, whether it's seasonality or d- different geographies, what what have you observed in terms of what are the adoption issues in terms of getting some of this new technology into the game?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, I think that a lot of the technology that's being looked at right now is still, you know, somewhat nascent. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do at the center is ensure that there is strong... Connectivity, if you will, between the people who are developing, you know, these these um, uh, uh, technologies and the production community, because um, you cannot, you know, kind of work on these solutions uh, absent input from the agricultural, the, uh, particularly the production agricultural community. You need to have, you know, sort of close contact and 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 feedback from the ultimate end user. Um, throughout your developmental stages um i don't think people are slow to adopt um uh, technologies that are that work and when I say work, I mean you know that move at the speed of industry that are affordable um you know that are durable, you know all of the kinds of specs that um uh, you know a grower would um expect and I think that you know th- that only comes through that connection between them and the development community, um, and we're just, you know, in a lot of these areas, we just haven't had that connection in the past, so I think that's one of the benefits of the center um, is the fact that we're making these connections, and we're sort of, in a in a way, co-developing these things so that there is um, uh, um, high potential for rapid uptake when, you know, we finally get to an end product that works.
0: Well, and talk a little bit about that, you know, that co-development concept. I think uh, and and because I think that's um important uh, you know a lot of times uh as an industry we're used to somebody having something to sell and and that that's a perfectly good thing but likewise uh you know the the nature of ag and and its specificity uh if you can really get ag and tech together to co-create uh you're gonna have a you're gonna have a better product, and, but when it comes to technology, and I think you've observed the same thing, you know, new companies, new products really need the benefit of, of scaling and uh, a number of companies adopting it. and You know, it, it's, it's also a competitive world. Can you talk about, uh, from your vantage point, the value of, uh, of uh, the industry working together uh, around a collective component? To accelerate solutions, because it seems to me when it comes to technology, there's no way around uh, some uh, um, working together ar- around trying to uh, help the right companies succeed.
1: Well, um, yeah, that's 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 a multifaceted question, right? I mean, and there are <laughs> well, we need to have a few um,
0: multifaceted questions. So. Yeah,
1: um, so. I think, you know, the first thing I would say is, you know, some of the issues that we're talking about here um, are, like I said earlier, cross-cutting. You know, it doesn't matter the commodity, the company, um, the region, et cetera. Labor is an issue that's facing everybody, right? Um, uh, the availability, the affordability, um, uh, et cetera. So, um so but but not every labor solution is going to work in every commodity and in every region and in every setting, right? So how do we coalesce, you know, to advance something that works for the entire industry um, knowing that nothing is going to work for the entire industry, right? <laughs> right. I think you just have to have sort of a line of sight that, you know, some of the technologies that are embedded in, you know, uh, let's say for the sake of argument, an automated harvest uh uh, uh, piece of equipment, right? The visioning, uh, the manipulative, you know, technology, uh, the technology, to uh, to move it through the field. Some of those things are going to be common, um, across commodities. Um, and the sort of the uniqueness is going to be brought in. Okay, how do you make it work in celery versus how do you make it work in table grapes? Right. And, um, uh, and so if we, if we can put our shoulders to the wheel of trying to, you know, perfect the platforms, then those platforms can be rearranged, you know, later down the road um, uh, to meet the discrete needs of, you know, different, different users. There's always going to be some companies um, uh, that are kind of willing to work, wade in and experiment with, uh, um, you know, the, the technology uh, developers uh, those folks will always probably have some kind of first-mover advantage, you know. Um, uh, uh, but I think, you know, the intent and the spirit behind Western Growers is uh, to lift all ships in the harbor kind of a thing, right? So um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, rewarding somebody for stepping in and helping, you know, up front kind of a thing. But the bottom line is we want to get to things that work for, you know, the entire industry. Well, that and that, and that's question? a great segue
0: uh, to a final question. So as you kind of look back over the last couple of years and having really uh, uh, launched this this initiative, um, d- do you find yourself uh, on um, optimistic about uh, the future of, of the industry knowing that uh, the general consensus is we've never had uh, as many challenges at the same time, but at, at the end of the day, uh, it sure seems like technology and innovation is is the way way forward. Do you do you look at all of this as an optimist as you as you kind of survey the companies and the response of membership uh, to trying to solve these problems?
1: I I always look at things you know optimistically and I you know I believe that these challenges um, as as pressing and as acute as they are um, present opportunity. Um, And I think, you know, it's our opportunity to seize, right, Um, just bringing it back to labor again um, uh, for a moment, right? I mean, I see a point in time where, you know, you can run things um, uh, faster than human crews. You can run 24-7, 365 days a year. Um, uh, and you know that's a ways out on the future but I remain optimistic that that's a point to which we can get
0: Hank hey, thanks for your time this morning and helping us launch the uh, Voices of the Valleys uh, program we'll be looking forward to uh, visiting with uh, our growers, educators and technology companies and others in the, uh, in the coming weeks ahead and we also want to uh, th- thank once again our sponsor Novahum who helps growers grow with heart and soil You can listen to this and other episodes of Voices of the Valleys anytime by subscribing to the podcast. Just search Voices of the Valleys in your favorite podcasting app.
1: Until next time, this has been Voices of the Valleys.